chapter seventeen of prince or chauffeur a story of newport by lawrence perry this librivox recording is in the public domain the night attack as a smart young seaman escorted the two young women to the bridge and placed them beside the six-pounder gun the two destroyers jefferson and d'estaing and the torpedo-boats barclay rogers bagley philip and dyer were sweeping between fort adams and rose island in echelon formation long columns of grey-black smoke pouring from the funnels mingled with the heavy haze of the august evening there was a bobble of a sea on and as the jefferson signal for the vessels to come up into line the scene presented by the grim but live torpedo-boats each hurrying across the waves to its appointed position rolling in the sea hollows and pitching clouds of spray over grimy boughs appealed suggestively to miss wellington who stood with her hand tightly clenched in sarah's huge blue-black clouds with slivery shafts showing through the rents the wind had made banked the western horizon and out to seaward the yellow brenton reef light vessel rolled desolate on the surge isn't it beautiful murmured anne half to herself it is so different from being on the mayfair isn't it sarah nodded so much more fun she replied much more thrilling as a matter of fact the atmosphere of expectancy filled the vessel armitage concerned with the navigation of the ship his cap reversed to keep the wind from getting under the peak and lifting it into the sea had neglected them utterly and the junior had not withdrawn his head from the chart booth for half an hour time and again jack's face swept past unseeing them toward the quartermaster with hands on the wheel at the rear of the bridge crying crisply helm to port and the quartermaster replied as he twisted the wheel helm to port sir then ease your helm ease your helm sir the dark had fallen now ahead the point judith a settling buoy sent its rays toward them when they came abreast of it it was pitch black and the white light on watch hill was made out to the southeastward suddenly from the jefferson's deck a series of red and white lights began to wink and blink answering signals twinkled over a mile of water and the boats stopped their engines rolling like logs on the waters armitage walked over to anne and sarah who in their coats and caps looked not unlike officers themselves how do you like it oh it is terribly interesting said anne what are you going to do now wait for the battleships i imagine said armitage we don't really torpedo them he added the object is to get as close as possible without being observed they try to locate us with searchlights as soon as they see us they put the light on us and fire a red star after that star's fire the discovered boat must steam full speed for the quarry for one minute and then fire a green star and turn on her lights the distance from the battleship to the boat is measured and if we are within torpedo range two thousand yards the torpedo boat wins if the distance is greater we are technically out of action the battleship wins how interesting anne gazed at armitage admiringly and that is what you would do in real warfare then rush into the very face of the battleships firing in the effort to blow her up about that smiled armitage but what a risk you must steam through a perfect hail of bullets with chances of striking with your torpedo largely against you 
and even if you do strike you are liable to pay the price with your lives am i not right these pirates of the flotilla laughed jack do not think of the price they're in the navy to think of other things and is that the spirit of the american navy of course armitage looked at her curiously why not anne laughed and shrugged her shoulders oh i don't know i know something of the british and french navies but patriotism the sort of spirit you speak of has always appeared to me such an abstract thing as regards america it's because i suppose i've never known anything about it because i've been more or less of an expatriate all my life jack had been watching a display of ardoir lights from the jefferson's mast he turned away but spoke over his shoulder don't be that miss wellington for you have proved to me that a girl or a child reared as you have been can be american in every instinct and action i had never believed that he hurried away to the bridge rail and anne's arm turned red under the impress of sarah's fingers in compliance with the jefferson signals the engines of the flotilla began to throb and the boats turned to the eastward a cry came from the d'estang's lookout anne and sarah leaned forward and saw that a blundering sailing vessel her dark sails a blotch against the sky her hull invisible was careening just ahead she had no lights and curses on the heads of coastwise skippers who take risks and place other vessels in jeopardy merely to save oil swept through the flotilla like ether waves armitage let a good anglo-saxon objurgation slip from his tongue as he turned toward the yeoman half speed half speed sir answered the yeoman as he tugged at the engine-room telegraph all eyes were now on the schooner how was she heading a group of seamen stood beside armitage and johnson on the bridge trying to ascertain that important point a flash of lightning gave a momentary glance of greasy sails bulged to port she's on the starboard tack crossing the flotilla all right there was relief in jack's voice as he called for full speed ahead it's no fun to ram a merchantman with all the law you get into said the signal quartermaster standing near the young women and if they hit you good-bye but the schooner had a knowing captain he had no intention of trying to cross all those sharp bows he quickly tacked between the dustang and barclay and passed the rest of the boats astern slowly the boats were loafing along now at ten thirty the jefferson winked her signals at the rest of the flotilla put out all lights as the young women glanced over the sea the truck lights died responsively then the green and red starboard and port lamps and lights in wardroom and galley went out and men hurried along the deck placing tarpaulins over the engine-room gratings only the binnacle lights remained and these were muffled with just a crack for the helmsman to peer through a great blackness settled over the waters to anne always an impressionable girl it was as though all life had suddenly been obliterated from the face of them her hand tightened its grasp on sarah's fingers for as the vessel plunged along there was a palpable impression that the flotilla now hurrying forward in viewless haste was pitched for the supreme test off to the seaward signal lights from the parent ship racine having on board the officer in charge of the navy's mobile defences wishes to say torpedo boats had flared and died the battleships were approaching anne quivering with excitement peered out through the night nothing but darkness below lined along the rails she caught dull outlines of the white caps of the seamen all as eager to defeat the battleships as their officers she saw the phosphorescent gleam from a shattered wave but she heard nothing not even the swish of water johnson approached diffidently and leaned over the rail at their side straining his eyes into the night the chances of making a successful attack he said 
are best if we approach from almost ahead a little on the bow then we are lessening the distance between us at the sum of the speeds of the flotilla and the battleships we'll hit up about twenty-five knots when we see them of a low incisive voice sounded forward a blotch of a hand and arm pointing there was a movement on the bridge as a dark object came close it was the jefferson a dull figure leaned over her bridge with a megaphone we've blown out some boiler tubes and scalded a couple of them d'estang go in ahead all right jack's voice was muffled again came the voice of the lookout and the arm pointed ahead oh Anne pinched sarah's arm i see them see those great black shadows over there she stepped forward shall i tell them but armitage had seen he turned to the yeoman full speed ahead full speed ahead sir the slender hull throbbed with the giant pulsings of the two sets of engines there was not another sound it was as though the vessel were plunging through an endless void in the darkness astern arose a spear-like puff of crimson flame again it appeared and again quivering sinister damn the barclay she's torching there came a shout from out of the dark and in an instant two great beams of lambent light cut wide swaths through the pall they were too high they missed the destang altogether and rested on the barclay smoke which rose and tumbled and billowed and writhed like a heavy shroud in the ghastly shafts they've missed us and are trying to get the barclay come on jack's voice was vibrant with the joy of the test he was kneeling on the bridge a megaphone in his hand he turned it toward the women crouch down beside that gun and stay down please until this is over as he spoke the leading battleship the dreadnought arizona was getting her searchlight beams down and all unseen the destang and she were approaching each other at a total speed of thirty-seven knots nearer they came and the destroyer was almost to the great dark blur with the shining arms radiating from her like living tails from a dead comet when with terrible suddenness and intensity almost burning the arizona flashed a sixty-inch searchlight directly down on the destroyer's bridge sarah stifled a scream and anne bowed her head to the deck to shut out the fearful blaze armitage standing upright now and rubbing open his eyes saw that the time had come to turn and quickly the destang was approaching the battleship pointing toward her port bow the idea of the manoeuvre was to turn in a semicircle passing the arizona at a distance of about two hundred yards he shouted the order hard a port there was an instant's silence and the face of the quartermaster was seen to turn pale in the glare of the relentless searchlight wheel rope carried away sir armitage fairly threw himself across the bridge but johnson was there first quiet unemotional johnson his hat off now his hair dishevelled and his eyes blazing the helm is jammed hard as starboard he cried in an instant the situation crystallized itself into a flashing picture upon anne's mind she had held the wheel on her father's yacht but it was not that which made her see it was divination which fear or danger sometimes brings to highly sensitized minds just as it brought the same picture to sarah's mind with helm thus jammed it meant that the destang would have to turn in the same direction in which the arizona was ploughing along at a twelve-knot speed in making this turn she could not possibly clear but must strike the battleship on the other hand she was too near to be stopped in time to avoid going across the bows of that great plunging mass of drab steel and being cut in two and crouching immovable her eyes fixed on armitage saw his head half turn in her direction then with the automatic movement of a machine he reached for the port engine room telegraph and with a jerk threw the port engine full speed astern the bridge quivered as though it were being torn from its place throughout the hull sounded a great metallic clanking there came a new motion the destroyer was spinning like a top 
the bow almost at a standstill the stern swinging in a great arc it was like the working out of a problem in dynamics nearer they came and could now make out the great shape of the battleship the dull funnels belching black clouds of smoke which merging with the night were immediately absorbed the shadowy basket-like mass from which the searchlight rays went forth the long vaguely protruding twelve-inch guns a whistle tremulous and piercing shrilled along the battleship's deck dull white figures were clambering into the port lifeboats still closer now and could hear the heavy swish of waters under the arizona's bows her nerves were tight-strung prepared for the crash of steel against steel and the shock of the submersion there was no sound from the arizona now her bridge had echoed with shouts of warning the time for that had passed armitage had not uttered a sound straight he stood by the telegraph tents and rigid his hand clutching the lever around came the stern with fearful momentum so close but clear of the giant hull that the gunner's mate at the stern torpedo tube took his chew of tobacco and as he afterwards put it torpedoed the battleship with his eyes shut now the stern was pointed directly toward the arizona hardly five yards away armitage bending over the telegraph jerked sharply upon the lever throwing the port engine full speed ahead again he stood up and glanced quickly astern like a live thing the dustang jumped clear sarah leaned heavily on anne's shoulder with little tearless sobs but anne crouching in the position she had maintained since the searchlight had blinded the bridge still watched jack with eyes that seemed to transfix him a figure leaped to the end of the battleship's bridge the admiral's compliments dustang the engines were stopped now and armitage and johnson and a group of men were working at the helm sarah raised her head and she said solemnly i never wanted to kiss a man until this minute mischievously she made a move as though to arise the girl's hand clenched upon her arm don't be an idiot she said can't you see how busy they are besides sarah no man likes to be kissed by two girls at the same time as jack once more a chauffeur drove under the poor corsair at the crags shortly before one o'clock anne sat for a moment in her seat after her friend had alighted sarah looked back with a little smile and then walked toward the door which a footman had opened mr armitage said anne in a low voice i want to thank you for many things to-night for one thing above all i cannot tell you what it is for i hardly know myself she paused and jack who was toying with the switch lever looked at her curiously it's a new viewpoint i fancy somehow i have a feeling that there is more to this country my country than fifth avenue central park tuxedo long island and newport something bigger and finer than railroads i'm glad to feel that and i thank you End of chapter 17